As you all know, during the Makers series, we asked you to send in your homemade versions of the Love and Brief theme song. And here's the one that comes to us from Eli. Or Ellie. I'm not sure. Love in brief. Love in brief. Love in brief. Love in brief. What's your love? Brief. What's your community? Brief. Love in when there's love in brief. Then there is unity. Brief. Love and what's your special side? Love and that you wear with pride. Love and what's your love in brief? Say what's your love in brief? Love in brief. How about that one? It kind of had a little mermaid vibe. It did with like the percussion elements there. Yeah, I like the, and like some the harmonies and some and like brand new lyrics and reimagining yeah. like the value of community. That was kind of upbeat. I really liked it. Eli, Ellie, Eli, Elastic Two Two Two, Elastic two, two, on, two, two, two on, on FL. Yep, you are awesome. That Thank was you really so much. Fun. That I was like really that. fun. Thank you for submitting that, and uh, love to have that. Well, we'll give you instructions if you want to send your own homemade version of the Love and Brief theme song. We'll share how to do that at the end. But let's start the podcast. What you say? I say yes. Welcome to Love in Brief at Long Last. After our summer vacation, I am Resident Yes. And I am Road Not Taken. And this is an advice podcast focused on issues of love. Love for yourself, love for others, Mm -hmm. love for the ABDL community. Always. And, of course, any love you might have in your life with your little furry friends. And uh, this is our, our, every season we do a question roundup. We sure do. And this is our summer season question roundup, which inevitably comes after a long summer hiatus where we just don't do anything with the podcast for a month or so. And everybody writes and says, are you guys done? Did you stop doing the podcast? Are you alive? Are you alive? Did you break up? What happened? And uh, no, we did not break up. We are alive. We are alive. And um, we are still very much doing the podcast. We yes. just every summer take a little break. And I forgot good- to announce it this year. So it just we just sort of... Did just sort of disappeared for a yeah. while. This anyway. is a good way to get back into it, though, because, um, you know, it's it's something that we can do. We can get out there. We can answer a lot of questions. So we're not just focused on one thing. So people who've been missing content can be like, oh, this one's for me or oh, that one's for me. Yes. And being very selfish, it also is something I don't have to plan ahead for because we don't have any guests. It's just you and I. Yes. For the first time, it's just you and I in a very long time. We have been the busiest Oh, man. The busiest yeses. We finally had, here at Casa Yes, a day of just the two of us together, and oh it was so good. I'm not sure we left the bed more than twice. Have you guys seen 40-Year-Old Virgin? I have now. I finally saw it today. Today. It was phenomenal. It doesn't really track anymore. No, there is a lot some of, of the like, humor is very outdated and inappropriate. There's a lot of like Me Too stuff going on in there that doesn't get called out. It it doesn't it didn't it didn't last. Some, some of it doesn't hold, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but some of the humor is pretty good. Oh, it's super hilarious! And that's why you tuned into this movie review podcast that we do called <laughs> Love on Screens. Welcome to Ebert and Roper. Uh, so we are going to go through a handful of uh, questions today, and that's how that's how the little question roundup works. But we pick some out f- for each other that the other person hasn't necessarily spent any time with, which is always kind of fun. And I was sitting here, I was having a little bit of guilt because here we are just moving closer and closer to episode 100. And I was like, man, you know, we've done a lot of fun things on the Makers series where we invited people to talk about what they're making. We've done a lot of new fun announcements like the Trust one that we did in the last episode. But those aren't advice shows. 
And I was like, oh man, did, did we lose our way? Are we really an advice show or is it just sort of an all things ABDL show? And so I went back and looked and so far to date, we have answered 87 questions, Ooh. not counting today's. Ooh. And questions to answer, our list is now down to 61. Ooh. So all Look I'm saying is making progress. we have answered more advice questions than we have left behind. So I feel slightly better about that. Oh and and I, I really enjoyed the Maker Series, and I really enjoyed the announcements. Yeah, And sometimes too. I just want to talk about dips for a while. And sometimes I just want to talk about the community for a while. So uh, <laughs> you guys should see you guys should see the sassy head, I'm telling you, I head let, waggle that RY is doing. I let go of my of my guilt uh, and Good. said, That's you know, we, yeah. And and to the credit of all of our guest experts, if it were left to just R and T and I to answer all of these questions, we would have some pretty dumb advice on quite a lot of them because we don't know anything. The feedback would be just awful. They'd be like, "We tried it. Yeah, we tried we it. It was terrible. Out. It was like every every like uh, life hack that you see." <laughs> On, screaming by on Instagram, and you're like, I tried it, and it ruined my oven. That, that's why we bring on guest experts. But in our in our question roundup, like today, we try and just handle a few things that we feel like we, we have enough experience with to mm-hmm. potentially intelligently speak to. So you ready, ready to get going? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I should ask you this one, and you should ask me this one. Right, I'm ready. You can, you can start it off. What you got? <clears throat> All right. This is about keeping friends between events. Hmm. Anonymous says, I have a question. How do I keep friends? I have no problem going to events and introducing myself and seeming to make a connection, but then it just seems like it's very tough to keep connected, especially if I miss an event due to money or other reasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. RY, you were the friend maker and keeper. Um, in my experience, mm-hmm. I am a little bit more uh, reticent when it comes to that stuff, but you seem to have a knack for it. So what are your thoughts? So... This question is at least two years old. My apologies. This was near the top of our list. And uh, so my apologies to you, Anopsnimus. You can tell it's pre-COVID because they talk about going to events. Yeah, going to events. Um, But it is certainly very, very relevant, even and perhaps especially during the period of COVID. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know events, some are still very much up in the air. Nobody knows if they're going to happen. Some have moved virtual. But even once we're back into full-scale ABDL event territory, I think this question is going to be relevant. So how do you keep friends between events? I'm going to, I'll say this. Um, it takes a lot of effort. And so two lessons I've learned along the way. Okay. One is to figure out um, who are the folks that, that made an impact on you and be, be very purposeful about in your mind delineating who are the folks that I want to continue connection with on a more than just rando occasional basis. Not that you wouldn't like to be friends with everybody that you met, of course, and as would I, but there are some folks that you need to intentionally call out and make an intentional choice and say, those are folks I'm going to keep up with, even though it's going to take effort. Because if you don't, if I don't make that intentional step, I will keep pushing it to the background and then months go by and I go, I really miss that person. Mm. So I know that I go, I go primarily on feel. I will meet someone and I'll go, are you, it's you, you're, Mm. I feel safe. We can hang out. I like you. What does your checklist look like? What are, how do you figure out your people? Like, oh, these are the people I want to reconnect with. These are the people I really want to make an effort to stay in touch with in between events. Like lots of friends, but these are the people that I feel like I get on one-on-one with. Yeah. I, I do think a lot of it for me is energy. I also think there's uh, folks who teach me something new or introduce something new into my world uh, are always really exciting for me. Um, now, 
it, it always starts with that. Do we have compatibility step, right? If, if somebody is really energetically, we just do not connect or, or, or even, you know, they really are kind of off putting because they come in guns blazing on, Hey, do you mess? You know what I mean? Like that's generally, we're going to, we're going to be ships in the night on that. But even if I've had a really good connection, I think one of the big, like sort of level up experiences for me is when I can learn from them when their experiences are different than mine. And even in the short time that we spend together, I'm like, Ooh, like my life is more rich from this short time. I I want more of that. That tends to to be a big deal. Plus, man, I'm so attracted to kind people. Mm. Kind people get me every time. So when I see people exercising kindness, in fact, a number of the folks that are on this show ended up on this show because I saw them doing something kind. Mm-hmm. I saw them exhibiting kindness at an event and I was like, I need to, I need to get to know this person better. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm on that same, um, I'm in that same boat with yeah. you. The other, so the other thing for me is, so I select my people very in- intentionally and I'm not saying I, I'm like you're in or you're out, but it's like, I do make intentional choices. Boy, that's somebody that I want to follow up with. The, the second thing is I try and keep my expectations for interactions um, simple and rather customized. Mm-hmm. So I have some friends that I know the nature of their lives are such that we will connect every three months mm-hmm. or more. And that's totally okay. Not because I don't want to connect more, not because they don't, but because that's, that's reality for them and for me. And then other friends, I know they really, it, it helps to check in once a week. And if they shoot me a text, I try and reply within a day or two, which believe it or not for me is pretty fast. I know for a lot of folks that sounds interminably slow, but, (laughs) um, so, so I think I'm, I'm choiceful about customizing. This is a person that I call every three months versus this is a person I text once a week or every couple of days. So I'd be curious to know if you agreed with me on this, um, My experience has been that if you take the time that you have with those people, whether or not it's once a month or it's your every week check-ins, if that's quality time, if that's really intentional, very focused time, I can then go into having friends that I don't talk to for months and it doesn't matter. We are still friends. We are still connected in that very same way. Um, Once you've made that sort of heart connection and that sort of, you know, like real genuine connection, then it doesn't have to be as frequent. You don't have to keep up with them. Like you're on a schedule Mm -hmm. with an alarm. That's right. That's a great point. Focusing on that quality time, making that time quality together. One of my best friends in the universe, as in like, I got to officiate his wedding is a person that I speak to less than once a quarter. Mm -hmm. But when we do, we're really intentional about I'm, I'm there for you. I'm listening like I show up for him. He shows up for me. Oh yeah. I would, I would absolutely, I know who you're talking about and that's absolutely true. You guys are like in love. No, you're like, oh, bro- a little you're, bit. you're like brothers. A little it's, bit. It's very, you're very close. So yeah. So I, I guess, uh, anonymous, I hope this helps just take a little of the pressure off. It is hard to integrate brand new people, especially people who are in the kink world into your vanilla life as if they were your, you know, next door neighbor. Um, but give yourself some space. We're not going to forget about each other. Just check in periodically and know that if you don't talk every day or every week, that's okay. Um, set your expectations and, and customize your communication accordingly. All right. You ready for one? 
Um, yes, but can I add one more thing in? Yeah. So I learned the other day, um, I don't know how accurate this is, but I heard it on TikTok <laughs> and I have experienced a little bit of this myself. So I don't think it's just people who are um, somewhere on the autism spectrum, but I did learn that there's something that people on the spectrum sometimes do called leaving pebbles oh. uh, or giving pebbles. And it's like a, it's like just a, it's like penguins give pebbles to the ones they love. And it's a way of saying, Hey, I love you. I'm thinking about you. This made me think about you with, you don't have to go into a deep, dark, like serious conversational place. You can just send a meme and be like, boop, thinking oh. about you. That works for me more times than not because it takes the pressure off of having to have that conversation mm. and it still lets me know that you love me. Yeah. So I don't know if that's relevant to everybody, but you might check in with your buddies and see if that's something they like. That's really good. The little pebbles. Little pebbles. So, okay. Are you ready for a question? I'm ready for mine. I'm going to give you one. Okay. Boop. So we're going to go to, uh, let's see, this is another anonymous uh, again, one of our older questions that I wanted to be sure we got to, cause I think it's a good one. I recently moved into a big liberal city from a small conservative town as a college transfer. Oh, Does this sound there. familiar to you? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm beginning to realize that I may be in a good position to pursue some of my well kinkier interests. More specifically, I've always wanted to meet other littles and ABDLs and find a partner whose kinks match mine, but I'm at a loss of how to do so. Any advice for a noob in a big city? Now, RNT, you did this very thing. Oh, yes. Exactly as described. You exactly. moved from a very small town, conservative area, into uh, possibly the largest city in the United States, if not the second. Um, <laughs> and then, then one of the largest in England. And then I one of the, the largest in England. Yes. <laughs> when I moved. <laughs> and you made this work. In fact, had you not made this work, you and I would never have met because it was through the connections you made after that move yeah. that you and I met. So, um, what would you say to this kink noob in the big city? All right, kink noob, you are in an excellent position. When I moved out of my conservative town, I don't know um, if it's the same for you, but I desperately wanted to reinvent, or not even reinvent, but actually take off all of the layers I'd put on to protect my kinky weirdo self from scrutiny. And I was able to be myself for the first time. You are in a position to create your friend circle and your, I don't know, your, the way you live your life in a very unique way right now because you're starting over and uh, the world is your oyster. It sounds super cheesy, but... It's true. It's true, yeah. So there are tons of websites uh, where you can talk to others in your community. And the good thing about living in a giant city is, uh, especially if that city has kind of a, a liberal bent is that there might be a lot of people there who are open about their lifestyle. They're open about what they're into and they'll post about it online. You can find them if, um, if you just like, I remember I, I when I moved to England, I, met someone said, Hey, I'm kind of lonely. Do you want to go get a coffee with me? And we are still the closest of friends. Mm. It's been, I don't know, 10 years. Mm. You don't have to do a ton to make friends because those people who live there might already know others. So you just have to introduce yourself, find someone you find cool and kind, someone you can hang out with. And they might say, 
dude, there's a dungeon down the road. You want to mm-hmm. go check it out? Yeah. It happened to me. Like it can, if it happens to me, it can happen to anybody. Um, so yeah, you use the internet, use your senses, um, and use your friend resources when you finally meet folks. So I guess part of the advantage, if it went the other way, I'm, I've always lived in a big city, but I'm moving to a small conservative town. That's much more difficult. We would run out of advice pretty quickly, perhaps. But yeah. it, but in this case, you're saying, no, you'll find somebody. You just got to get on the internet. Any any particular sites or, or tools that you would oh, gosh. recommend well, or, not, or not recommend? Well, I feel like they always change. So I would say go to FetLife to find um, munches and yeah. things. And don't be afraid. When you're in big cities, you will find like, oh, oh, this is not my crew. But there are 12 other munches I could go to Um, because sometimes people have already got a dynamic going and it may not fit what you're looking for, but there are more groups to look, Mm -hmm. I mean, to find. Um, Yeah. It's like saying, um, not to minimize your question, um, kinky noob anonymous, but it's like saying I need information and I moved out of the bathroom and into the library. It is all around you. Yeah. You can find people, no problem there. And you can find a million people. It's it's just, it's such a great place to find yourself. And we are actually working on an episode of uh, mistakes people make when they first step out into the community. So that'll be coming up. So we won't spend too much time on that here. But I will say, don't feel like the first people you meet have to be your people. Mm-hmm. Because it's quite possible that you, you know, go on FetLife or spot somebody on Tumblr that happens to be from the same area, whatever. And you don't have a great first meetup. That's totally okay. Or you discover that like their kink interests are not yours, or even their values are not yours. And that's mm-hmm. a that's a bad spot to be in. That's okay. And it's okay to say, hey, thanks so much for meeting up. I don't think I'm I'm ready to go to that munch, or I don't think I'm ready to, you know, hang out in person or go to the dungeon thing with you. Um, but I but I appreciate, you know, welcoming me to your town and then move on. Because when you have uh, 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 little hairs that stand up on the back of your neck that say this person isn't for me or this person's values or even their little sub community are not for me. Boy, it's worth paying attention. You can find out from people that you do connect with online who don't live in your city. There may be folks that they know. So this is going to sound like work advice, but network mm-hmm. in, in so much as ask around the people. So if you know, let's say I'm making this up, let's say you live in, in uh, Houston and you meet somebody from North Carolina online that you really connect with, it's okay to say, Hey, do you know anybody in Texas by any chance? I'd really like to meet some local folks. And the first eight times, nine times, 10 times, they, the, the people that you meet may say no. But generally, if you, if you do get a recommendation from somebody who already shares your interests and values and you connect with, chances are pretty good. That recommendation is going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. My last bit of advice is, uh, when you do turn your sights on the romantic, um, Breakfast dates, lunch dates, do not do nighttime dates with your big city friends or your big city romantic interests at first. If you've just moved there, they know the city much better than you do. I got walked around for about an hour when Mm. I didn't know where I was one time and I was at the mercy of the person walking me around. Um, Not cool. Uh, The second one is if you feel uncomfortable and you just don't know where to start, make a kinky friend not a romantic friend and ask them who is trustworthy and who they might see you working well with. Mm-hmm. Um, that is ultimately how our why and I found each other, yeah. um, was on the recommendation of a friend. So, yep. And you don't have to start with the littles munch. You can go to a kink munch 
just to, just to get a sense of the community. I went to one that was lots of fun in a city I was uh, visiting, and I went to one in another city where they just made fun of ABDLs the whole time. And I was like, well, that one wasn't as much fun. But either way, I started to understand um, a little bit about how the community works there and what places are kinky and what places are not kinky. So that's not a terrible place to go either, um, especially if it's a well-known, well-respected, general BDSM-style munch. Uh, yeah. Unless that stuff is just way outside your radar and it would gross you out to be there. So, yeah. So, um, hooray. Hooray for you, uh, kinky dude. Yeah. You are in a very cool time and place in your life. Hooray for you. Hooray. You ready for your next one? Yeah, I get to ask you one now. Oh, you get to ask me. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, this one says, I'm a single guy and I want to meet a girl who likes wearing diapers. But, but diapers are not a lifestyle for me. Hmm. Sure. It would be fun to be somebody's daddy or big, but what, what is more important to me is being someone's boyfriend and eventually husband. No. In a community that naturally keeps our common interest in the foreground, what's the best way to temporarily put that aside and explore real human connection with others? So this question is because I consistently find you discussing deep, deep things with people at kinky events that have nothing to do with hmm. um Diapers. Yeah. So I thought you might be able to speak to this. Was there a question asker on this one? Uh, yes. I'm sorry. Waffle cones. Waffle cones, which are the best cones. I'm going to go ahead they and are say the best it cones. definitively. Pretzel cones are up there. But yeah, I think waffle cones win it. But waffle cones are just perfect. You could do so many things with it. You could dip them in chocolate. Yeah. And the pretzel cones get stale fast. Anyway, that's not, this is also not a food review show. Um, I appreciate that observation that you made and thank you. Um, and, and thanks for picking this one out for me. Waffle cones. I love this question because it tells me that we may share something in common, you and I, which is, um, that yes, we really enjoy, uh, the kink side, but that we really look for people whether it be in a romantic or even a platonic way, but people who keep our, our common interests well beyond that. Um, so here's, here's my best advice on that. As you said, diapers are not a lifestyle. It would be fun to be a big or a daddy. And, and you asked this question long enough ago that you may be several people's daddy by now or married or whatever. So maybe this will help somebody else if it was, if that's the case. But, um, for anybody, who, hey, I would like to be somebody's daddy or big, but I don't want this to be the center of our everything. A, good on you, because at least in my experience, that doesn't last that long. Um, I, you know, Mako on the Big Little Podcast is, is fond of saying, you know, you, mu- you might love chocolate cake, but if you eat nothing but chocolate cake, you're pretty soon you won't enjoy cho- chocolate cake anymore. Um, and I think it's the same way here where it becomes... Uh, not as fun if it's the only thing you have, that's for sure. And it's certainly, if it is the only thing you have, be, can be, can become a little shallow or even rote. Um, so the, the best way that I've found, and I'm certainly not an expert, um, is to fish as for friends or, or, uh, potential romantic interests in the right pond, meaning go into ABDL places and conversations so that chances are pretty good. You have that in common. But engage those conversations, engage those people with something you genuinely really care about. So if your thing is tweaking engines, go t- go in talking about tweaking engines. If your thing is, you know, I- I've made no secret that I love pinball. If I go in talking about nerdy stuff like pinball games, eventually other folks will come to me and go and have done this. 
I also love pinball. I like working on pinball machines. I like collecting pinball machines. I love playing pinball machines. Um, the things that you care about, make that the front and center of your story because you already are swimming in dippy waters, right? So that part's kind of done. You already know this thing about each other. Look for the people who are also speaking about their passions and the people who are talking about the things that really get them going or having those philosophical discussions that you really enjoy or are diving into the deep stuff of life and don't seem to be in a rush to focus exclusively on the kink or the accoutrement of the kink. Don't get me wrong. There is almost nothing in the world I enjoy more than discussing ABDL stuff and diaper stuff, hence the podcast. Mm -hmm. But there are many other things that I like to be about and to talk about and to connect with people on and to do. So, so my advice would be go to the right pond, but when you, when you put that bait on the hook, make that bait not cotton and polymer. <laughs> make that bait th the things that you love, the, the things that you spend your time focusing on and and you'll find somebody who will come up and say, yep, that bait's for me. I, I don't know that I like this fishing analogy. It's quite predatory, but I, I, I th hopefully the, the point is there. Yeah, I like fishing, though, so I'm yeah, going to slide. Cool. Well, you might meet a great fishing dipster then if you lead with that. Who am I trying to meet? I don't know. I'm just saying. Anyway, I'll waffle cones. I'll teach you how to fish. It's fine. I hope um, that's helpful. Your thoughts, so RNT? I do have a thought, um, just sort of to um, add to yours. You talked about going into a situation where you could find a common interest and have a deeper conversation, I would recommend, um, try, um, FL or another website. Um, you can do Instagram, um, a place that has an opportunity for conversation. Yeah. T Tumblr doesn't quite cut it. Does it? No, not usually. If you look for a partner or a person who's intriguing, who's writing, makes you feel something, makes you want to respond. And then mm -hmm. upon responding, you find that they also want to talk to you. That is a very good sign. Yeah. If you write something and that person goes, uh, thanks, bye. Okay, that's not the person for you, no matter how much you felt your heart pitter-patter. Find someone who you want to respond to who then responds back to you in a way that shows they're interested. Mm. Yep. There you go. That's really good. I mean, it, that's how we met, right? I read your writing, and that's what drew me in. I mean, our friends introduced us, but that was the thing that got me. I tricked you. You tricked me. <laughs> that <laughs> no, was the bait on the end of your hook was this great Yay. poetry, and I was like, I'm in. I mean, I always, when, I, when I'm meeting somebody new, I love to go back through their stories or, or uh, on Instagram, you know, their, their posts on FetLife. I'll go through the writing, not for the purposes of stalking, but to say like, oh my gosh, like what might we talk about that, oh, yeah. that maybe we have in common? And if, God, if I fall in love with somebody's writing or if I fall in love with something that they're passionate about on, even on Twitter, right? Like people are not just posting pics, they're posting things that they care about. Yeah. Pay attention to that stuff. Oh, and, yeah. and their stories will tell you a lot on a day-to-day -day basis of what they're thinking about. Yes, I agree. All right, you ready? You ready for your question? Born ready. All right. Uh, for you, I'll say, how do you deal with being kind of stuck in the middle? This one com comes from Seven Stars on FetLife. How do you deal with the feeling that you're too weird for the vanilla world, but too normal <laughs> to fully engage in this community and also be a part of a monogamous relationship, which will connect well to our next question, but, and also part of a monogamous relationship, particularly one with a Nilla spouse. You're stuck in the middle. You're too weird to be Nilla, but you're too normal, quote unquote, to be ABDL. What now? 
All right. So I've actually had a couple of conversations about this. I know for a fact that I am too normal to engage properly with the vanilla world. And I don't know. You're too weird. What did I say? Too normal. Oh, no, no, no. Not normal. Okay. Too weird to engage with the uh, vanilla world. Or maybe I'm too normal to engage with Maybe. Maybe they're the weird ones. Yeah. So I know that. And I don't know if it has anything to do with the kinky me. I think it's just my personality. Um, So, yeah, I'm definitely with you on that one. Definitely too weird for the vanilla world. I don't know. um, I don't know if I have a lot of experience feeling too normal for the kinky world in... All in all, but I do, I have experienced some, and I think you have too, uh, whenever you see a community where there seems to be more um, mental health issues, more um, trauma that's been revealed, um, it's it's very good to be open and, and um, honest about those things, but it scared me at first. Mm. I thought either I am hiding these two things from myself or perhaps I can't fit in here. And so, so you never felt weird in a kinky way. Like you were kinkier than other people. You're saying um, it was. Yeah. Okay. Or no, the part that was, I'm too normal to be in the kinky world. Oh, okay. Okay. So I did feel, um, for a while, like I am, and I think we covered this in one of the podcasts early on, but that I was, I was either deluding myself or I felt a little bit different from the people posting around me Hmm. very openly about uh, their trauma experiences and stuff. And I just felt either very closed off about mine or I felt like I didn't have anything to offer to that. Hmm. Um, So there was, and when it came to dating, when it came to finding a monogamous partner in uh, kink, there was definitely a lot more of that evidence that I felt way too normal to be with any of the guys who I dated. Um, I just was like, my mouth was on the ground for most of the dates, just listening to these people talk to me. And I was, cause I was like, Whoa. so you went on dates where they were saying all kinds of next Banana level stuff, but it had nothing to do with kink. It's oh, just, okay. was, well, or sometimes it did, but mostly it was just that I kept feeling like maybe the entire dating pool of men in the kinky world were all saying bananas things on dates. I see. And I was like, why, what's the overlap? Yeah. But it wasn't, it was just that I was picking a pool of very strange choices. Um, you're the exception there. Right? I'd like to think that's true. Yeah, You're giving me a look. You're not in that pool. Um, well, but what about just being out kinked? So not necessarily bananas, but I'm curious, like, have you, oh, like cause you you've mean, described to me feeling like you are more sex driven yeah. than most. And in fact, than some partners, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily more kinky, but more sex driven, perhaps more kinky. Yeah. I, I don't want to put th- that label on no, go, no, go ahead. Yeah, I put it on me already. Okay. So yeah. So there's there's like very few things I won't try. Yeah. If it doesn't permanently damage me. And then on the other hand, have you felt that you've in in the community or even with potential partners been out kinked? Where like, oh man, that's just that is. Woo. Well, there have been times, uh, and I think we're going to dedicate an entire episode at some point to dark age play, but there have yeah. been times where friends of mine who I was hanging out with began to engage in a kind of scene and I felt out of my depths. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I have no idea what is going on. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's really hard to feel, it's not too normal, but you feel a little naive or a little bit like, I don't know if this is my thing. And yeah. So I guess... The question asker has an excellent question, and my only advice would be 
not to think in such black and white terms. There is not a situation where you are too weird for the real world and too um, normal for the kinky world. You just have to find the right groups of people um, for you Mm -hmm. because it's, it's hard to imagine that you've experienced a world where all Nilla people are not weird. They are weird. All of my friends are weird. That's why we're friends. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not all kinky. And there are firefighters and lawyers and um, just normal human beings in the kinky world um, who like weird things, but they think your things are weirder. It's just everybody is trying to be normal and feeling like everybody else's things are weird. So This is true. You will fit in perfectly um, once you find your folks. Yeah. And I do think, you know, you mentioned, and I'm so glad you brought it up. You mentioned that like when you first enter the community, you see lots of discussions of things you're not used to. So everything from kink itself and like BDSM, dark age play to, uh, folks dealing with maybe mental health issues that it's not because it's not true at work. And it's not because it's not true in all the other places you hang out. Yeah. It's that nobody ever talks about it. No, we happen to be in a great community for that. Yeah, this forum is just so much more open than anything I've ever experienced. Yeah. But it can leave you with a feeling like, Everybody else is kinkier than I am. Everybody else is stranger than I am. In some cases, I know in my experience, because I came in uh, sort of kink virginal, um, I came in like never having participated in a scene, you know what I mean, mm. um, of any kind. So in some cases, it wasn't even that they were spooking me out. It's that I, I felt inadequate. Like, yeah. I, I'm not weird enough in the sense that I, I don't, do I, do, maybe I don't even like this. Is that bad? Do I not belong here? But. RNT, I think your advice is right on, which is you absolutely belong here. There, there is no like winning at kink. There is no level of kink or, or, uh, how kinky you are, how odd your kinks are that is better or worse. If it's safe, sane and consensual, it's good kink. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's not weirder or less weird. I guarantee there's somebody who thinks feathers is the weirdest, most perverse thing in the world. I can't deal with. Even like when people put whipped cream on themselves, I get, I start to get very, very violently sick. Like if I, if I see it and experience it in any way, yeah. because I am so nervous and weird about it. Yeah. That is in music videos. Like everybody yeah. does that. It's not even that. that kinky. That's what I'm saying. Nobody, but for you, it's way yeah, out there. It's super kinky and weird to me. Yeah. But then I'll poop in my pants. So like. Yeah. What's the deal? Yeah. So here we are. So here we are. Yeah. And I, I do think I'm... I, I want to just reiterate that like the loudest voices are the ones that seem the strangest to you. They seem louder. They seem extreme. And in some cases they might be extreme, but it's sort of like that, that uh, phenomenon when you go to the grocery store where, um, you, you only notice the lines that run slow, but when things go really well, you don't pay attention. I think there is a lot of things that probably seem very normal and everyday to you that just don't stand out. So, so it feels like everybody's really extreme or everybody's really kinky because those are the things that you pay attention to. There's a bias there mm-hmm. when indeed there's all kinds of normal folks. It's just really hard for me to get on and post and say, I had a normal day with normal things going on. I just thought you guys should know. Right. <laughs> I lost a sock. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't tend <laughs> to come like, up much. It's not really exciting. And uh, I'll say, I, this is actually a point of delight for me. So this, this is where seven stars and I, um, at least at the time of asking the question, whenever that was, may have been in different places. I love, one of my favorite feelings is walking around, navigating my job. I work in a very sort of quote unquote normal job with a lot of quote unquote normal people. And I love 
operating in all the places I travel to and all the situations I work in, knowing that right now on my phone, I have three texts from my wife that are her like getting ready for bed, putting a diaper on, or I have a phone full of pictures that she sent me, or I'm having a dialogue with somebody on Instagram where we're talking about the best brand of overnight uh, diaper for somebody who's deciding to go 24 seven. Like I love that I'm fielding those things while in the bathroom at a work dinner, you know, real quick. I just, I love that. I delight, quote, normal life. I delight in the contrast so much. I do too. We contain multitudes. I love it. I love having that like little secret follow yeah. me around everywhere. I think it's so great. All right. Do you know, I think I try to work We Contain Multitudes into pretty much every episode we've ever done. You know what? That's okay. Because once an episode I go, oh, oh, I, I love that. that. Yeah. So it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's genuine and it's real. Um, so here's a, a sort of partner question to this one that came up that I do want to tack on there, which is Rachel on FetLife wants to know. Is everyone poly? It seems like everybody I've met in this lifestyle are all polyamorous. Is there a particular reason why people who are into kink and specifically ABDL may lean towards poly? And the reason I'm calling this up is because I feel like we just answered it. Right? Like you feel like you answered it in the question? Yeah. Same. Is everyone poly? No. No. But you know who you'll notice a lot? The things that feel different to you. Oh, I was going to say the reason... Everybody seems poly is because there is a, I feel as though because these people have already accepted kink, um, and kink in their lives, kink in their relationships, they're more apt to be open about their need for different partners to fulfill different kinks and different things. I know I have friends whose partners won't do something that they love and it never occurs to them to ask, yeah. can we include another partner in our play? But then all my kinky friends, they know it's an option because it's out there. It's People are open about it. People are okay with it. So I think it's just more available to us mm-hmm. as an option, as um, an okay discussion point. Like It's not something people are going to be upset about if you bring it up. That's um, true. In until, this community. Until I got involved in the community, I had associated through my own ignorance, polyamory with, I had a equivocated it with swinging and polygamy, which is not, I had associated it with like 70 swingers and Mormons for some reason, um, (laughs) which it's a very old, you know, sort of polygamy, this shadow that hangs over the story of what Mormonism is and it isn't anymore. Yeah. So, uh, but, but that was my association. So the the point is, is I came in at the age of 30, totally ignorant to polyamory. And it wasn't because of a lack of, of exposure to the world. It was because I wasn't operating in a community where people talk about this or people are even open to discussing my first marriage with, with all of the issues we had, it never once occurred to either of us to suggest, Hey, might we not be, a hundred percent able to meet all of our partner's needs all the time. It never occurred to me to say, what if somebody else could bring more love into our relationship or more love into my relationships or yours? Never occurred to me. It wasn't until I engaged in the community and even now in, in, in my marriage with you that it's ever even come up that like, Oh, you can do this. Sure. So I, I think it's, I think it's something a lot of people just never even consider as an option. They associate it with something really rogue and crazy and out there. And so it gets a lot more discussion in this community. And so you notice a lot more, but I can tell you having lots and lots of folks that we've gotten to meet in this community, lots of monogamous couples. Oh 
yeah. In, and this, our, in this community. I think the first time I ever talked to R.Y. about this, I cried because I thought he was saying, you're not, you're definitely not going to be enough for me. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Well, that's kind of what it sounds like the first time you yeah. think about it. Yeah. And then over time you learn it just something that it's just something that is a choice. So I was like, okay, now I'm okay with the idea, but I really think I'd prefer to be monogamous. And yeah. so here we are being monogamous. Yeah. And um, it's just a choice. It's yeah, not I guess like I should a, have mentioned we're one like of those monogamous couples. It's not like a moral couples, stance yeah. of any kind. It's just like, well, what makes me more comfortable? Right. I also think um, the current generation has brought about um, sort of a visibility. I think that there was... There were eras where free love was fully in power, like everybody was sleeping with many partners and stuff. But I think it's only been in the last, I don't know, 10 or so years that I know of that there have be like there have been these more rigid structures where this is my partner for this. This is my partner mm-hmm. that fulfills this role. So I think this current or up and coming generation has put a different spin on being able to love more freely with more partners. So it's not just, these are my partners. It's, this is my main partner. This is my partner. So, you know, I don't know. I just think it's newer and it's perfectly acceptable here. And so we see it a lot. And if you'd like to learn more, by the way, about Polly, episode 31, to Polly or not to Polly, we talk about it quite a bit. But uh, but all that all that to answer your question, which I think dovetails well with the previous one, there is nothing wrong or right with being monogamous or poly. There is nothing wrong or right with doing kink your way as weird or as normal as you like it, as frequently or as infrequently as you like it. Keep it safe, sane, and consensual, and you're you're doing kink right. Absolutely. Anything else you want to share today? I think that's probably our last question for the day. Anything else you want to share, RNT? Um, no, folks, we love you. And uh, RY and I have probably lost six pounds while in this sauna each. It's very hot today. up here. Yeah. I'm watching my husband sweat Ooh, profusely. It's very hot up here. But it was worth it to get back in the game yeah, it was. after our vacation. We had a magnificent vacation. For those who asked, you know, I, I know we'd shared on Instagram that we were in a hurricane. Everything came out fine. The next day it was beautiful. Oh, yeah. um, so it was a fantastic season of vacations and, and all the fun things we get to do over the summer. Looking forward to being back a little bit more regularly now that this wraps up our summer season. Mm -hmm. And if you have a question that you want to send us, please do. Uh, The best way to do that probably is Instagram because I'm on there the most. We are resonant. Yes, that's my uh, handle on there. And RNT doesn't really have one uh, because we just kind of share that one. So resonant. Yes, on Instagram. Also on Tumblr, you can send it that way, uh, though I might be a little bit slower picking it up. And that is uh, resonantyes.tumblr.com. You can also write to our Gmail address, which I am God, just so bad about reading on a regular basis, but I'm going to get better about it. I have committed myself to a once a week scan of emails in there. Uh, so you can send it to loveandbrief at gmail.com. We have rounded the corner from episode 80, now into 81, setting our sights on that 100th episode. I cannot wait. And, um, going to share more. If you have more theme music that you want to redo for us, cause you're somebody who likes to make sounds and make stuff. Send it our way. Come on, guys. Go for it. But in the meantime, um, thanks to those who have contributed, including today's awesome theme music contributor. And I am Resonant Yes. 
and I'm Murder Not Taken. And this has been another episode of Love in Brief. <laughs>